what I feel like saying is, uh, what would you people like? What would you want? What are your objects, your goals? What would you like to achieve? I know what Bob would like to achieve. He tells us all the time. What we all want is the ultimate happiness. We've all been given the way to it, but why don't we have it? That's the big question, as I see it. Why aren't, why aren't we all in this room fully realized beings? Why don't we instantaneously get anything and everything we want? Why don't we transcend death? You say, I don't find it simple. If you find it, it's simple, see? What you're saying is I don't find it, really. So apparently I'm not working. Uh, well, I know I'm not giving as much time as I should. Well, how much time every day do you give to it? <coughs> I go in spurts, and then I get discouraged because I'm trying to harness my mind. I still haven't mastered that, harnessing my mind. Are you giving me your answer now? you just gave it to me it's simple but what you're doing is very complicated and very difficult you want the dream illusion of the world because you spend all your time working at it if you wanted uh, bananas you wouldn't work at eating apples as simple as all that when we want something we work for it we work at it don't we mm-hmm. I'm not working hard enough at it well, what percentage of the time do you give to it mm-hmm. maybe one percent to giving 99 percent of your time to X and 1% to Y you're going to achieve X if you give most of your time to it that's what you'll have but you also said we could do it like that right it's simple it's easy it really is easy when you do it you'll see it's the easiest thing you've ever done it's but just, does that take 99% of your time too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you put 99% of your time in that direction, you'd get it. Then you'd discover the difficulty would be just as difficult as it is for you now to start searching for what sex you are. How much time would it take you to discover that you're a female? Well, I know that. How much time would it take you if you just dropped the knowledge and started looking for it? it? Takes no time, right? That's how much time it takes to discover your real being. It doesn't take any time. 
but you got to look for it. You got to dig for it. You got to do those things that will take you away from the opposite. Let's take one word and work on it. The top state. I'll give you a good one. The top state is total selflessness. How much are we selfless? If we're at the top, we're totally selfless. And I can take a gradient scale on it. Uh, selfishness is the bottom. And selflessness is at the top. Where are we on this scale of selflessness? Whom do we live for? What do we live for? Are any of us totally selfless here? You want to have everything just for the mere thought of it? Just be totally selfless. But you don't believe it. You, you believe the opposite direction is the way and you get caught up in a thing called difficulties. You'll be selfless the moment you decide to be selfless. I'll give you an easier word. Uh, the top state is desirelessness. Have you undone all your desires? Do you work every day undoing desires? Anyone who is desireless can instantaneously materialize anything he wants. If you believe that, wouldn't you do it? Well, if you were desirelessness, if you, then you wouldn't want anything anyway, so it wouldn't make any better. You never know that you could or couldn't do it. Not necessarily. Did you ever eat when you weren't hungry? Mm -hmm. Most of the time. You ate without desire, so that's eating without desire. Has anyone ever tried to become desirelessness? Have you ever made a point of it to um, keep letting go of desire more and more and more until there is no more? Sure. That makes for very rapid growth. And if you're working on letting go of desire, you have to also let go of aversion, which is the same thing. Yeah. Attachments and aversions. You know, if you have a desire and attachment, you want to hold it in here. If you have a, an aversion, you want to hold it out there away from you. So attachments and aversions are the same thing, but the direction is different. When you want to have it, you pull it into you. When you don't want it, you want to keep it away from you. Why don't we work on some of these things like desirelessness? You can have anything and everything you want just for the mere thought of it. 
by becoming desireless. And you've heard me say that when you're desireless, then you can enjoy by far more than you could when you had desire. You don't believe me. You've never tried it. Or you tried it for a certain amount and then let go of it. Forgot about it. But these things are simple, Francis. Become desireless and the mere thought of anything, you can have it instantaneously. Well, I think we've all experienced a, an increase in thought projection and things happening, be it a parking place or, you know, whatever. And uh, so evidently, uh, all we have to do is set our sights a little higher and, and bring this into being, too. Yeah, why don't you stop? Why don't you go all the way? I don't know. There must be a missing link somewhere. <laughs> You're the master and you haven't shown yourself yet. You don't think it's so. You don't think it can be so. No, I, I know that all things can be so. I mean, I, as a man thinketh, I guess. <clears throat> uh, Intellectually, theoretically, you accepted so. If you really bought that, you would never let go until you became desireless. And then you would instantaneously materialize anything and everything you need. Why would you do it the hard way, the way you do it now? Why work for a living? Why punch a time clock? Why have difficulties in life? In a way you do, you have to go to work. Right? Yeah, I probably have about the freest situation of a lot of people. Well, it isn't free. Almost as free as you. Freest is not free. No, freedom is really no, I, uh, freedom is really not in what you're all doing. All of our income is basically one of concept of, of the way we, you know, what we feel we can have or whatever it is, and that should be able to be sustained without this effort. Yeah, life in most of the universe is lived the way I'm speaking about. Robins still go out and scratch for the worm, no? like we are no. only not nearly so bound he's far freer he never worries about making a living but he's in the physical realm too he's in the slowest densest realm there is yeah, the hardest one hand him out but I'm making a point here of why don't we go all the way and have things happen instantaneously, have a constant state of joy with never any sorrow, why don't we do this? Well, in my case, I've got a family that's, uh, uh, you know, I can go so far myself, and I can't, I'm not going to go to the point of leaving my family and pursuing this life solitarily on my own. No one ever said you had to. our company, did they? No. 
So you assume that in order to do it, I have to leave my family. That's not true. You can do it right where you are. Yeah, I'm trying to bring these points out because if you see them, the chances are you'll let go of these obstacles that you're setting up for yourself. You'll do it someday. You're trying to do it. And you're every actor always trying to get things done more easily, better, more of it, and so forth. But you've got to see your not wanting it before you let go of your not wanting it. This is the point I'm trying to make. If we did not not want it, it would very quickly be. But we're holding on to not wanting it all the time. That's why we're not getting it. Does that make sense? We're holding on to the not wanting of it. Of this perfect way of living. By seeing that we are limited and therefore cannot have things instantaneously. Even a little worm, they cut it in half. What is it, a glowworm? Cut it in half and it grows the part of the body that you cut away from, from it. See, now we all have to learn how to do that before we gain our immortality. We have to learn to be free from this body before we are not compelled to come back in the body through the womb, through nine months incubation and then starting off as a totally helpless infant. There's a prime example of probably the grossest stupidity in this universe. For an infant, for an infant who is basically unlimited to be that incapacitated, how silly can we get? But we do it again and again and again. And if you remember back to your first days of life, you'll find it extremely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You can't get up. You're totally unfree. And we've all done it this lifetime. We've made ourselves totally incapable of doing almost anything except when food's put in our mouth, we take it. what I'm saying is face these things confront these things and maybe you'll let go of them and go all the way and you'll do it very quickly because you're unlimited right now you're assuming all these limitations See, I guess the thing I'm trying to get into you is the desire to go all the way. 
because our growth is directly proportional to our desire for it. If we had a real, if we desired to be unlimited as much as we desire to be limited in the world, we'd get it very quickly. Your desire to be in the world is very intense. I don't know what I brought out in this group, but I've said that if you want to find out how attached you are to this body, how would you feel about throwing it in front of an automobile? Then you'll discover how much you think you are this body. But you've got to confront these things. You've got to look at them. If you hold these things and you don't look at it, you'll never see it. I'm trying to help you pry loose these bondages and limitations that are so extreme. As much as, you, as, much as you've heard the entire way, and my gosh, you've heard it a thousand times, you persist in being a very limited physical body. Only because you don't confront this fact that you consider yourself a limited physical body. So if I can get you to see this, if I can get you to go to work and dig it out, when you don't see it, it's subconscious. Dig it out of your subconscious, look at it, you let it go, you'll remove the obstacle or the obstacles to going all the way. Unfortunately, most of us use adversity to prod us to move forward. You're going to have it soon. Well, maybe it'll be a godsend. Maybe we'll do it then. What you see out there in the world just gets more and more and more so. Look backward, you'll see. Think the last war. Life is getting more difficult, more tender, more miserable. The world never had so much as it has now. We've got everything in this country. And we were never so unhappy, right? We get less happy as the years go by. This will keep on going until we rip ourselves apart. I'm taking the world as a unit right now. In this process, you might be able to use it to force yourself to confront yourself, to see that you're trying to hold on to this precious awful body which is the extremest limitation you've ever assumed and I guess that's the reason why we arrange these things that are about to come about I guess it takes a head-on collision to, to wake us up but when it comes you can use it However, what I'm suggesting is do it now. And when a collision comes, you'll laugh. And you'll laugh all the time. When you let go of the bondages, you, you can't be unhappy. You can only be extremely happy all the time.
the only thing that causes unhappiness is a limitation. So dig out these uh, reasons. Pull them out of the subconscious and, and confront that I want to be this body, I think I'm this body, and this body is great. And then when you confront it, then you're able to do something about it. Until then, you're on automatic, and you can't change the automatic pilot. You can use some of the suggestions I mentioned before. Become desireless. Work at it until you achieve it. You achieve that and you'll discover that you're totally free. But again, basically, the reason why we don't make it is because we hold on to these limitations, to these bondages, <coughs> to this body as being me. The only difference before and after is when you look through your body after you no more see yourself as one body you'll see yourself as everybody every atom and you go a step beyond that you'll see that you're not anybody you were never limited that you never moved that you were always omnipresent how can you move that the play of bodies was just a, an imagination, an illusion. And after that, you move in the world, but you don't get caught up in thinking you're a body. You, you know the substance of the world as being just a dream. Then you'll see the Vietnam War just as much of war as uh, the moving pictures of wars are. The stories that they make up, they have them on the TV every day. They have war stories. Those war stories on TV are exactly as real as the Vietnam War is real. And the Vietnam War will bother you as much as the moving picture of a war would bother you. This is the before and after picture I'm trying to give you. You'll let your body run its course. I'm trying to give you a little bait by saying, don't worry, but you're not going to lose the body anyhow after your realization. It'll go exactly as long as you pre predetermined it to go. It'll go through exactly the same things it would have gone through had you not gotten realization. What your body's going to go through, it will go through anyway. So, that should never be a deterrent in getting realization. When you know that, it, it isn't. We don't need any busy little activity of, uh, do gooders, so Sunday school class or whatever. This is really a diversion. Right, that's a bondage. Good and bad, you have to see as being 
equally in the illusion. It's a dream. If, it, if you do good, you have a good dream. If you do bad, you have a bad dream. Now, you can't have one without the other. If there's good, there must be bad. If there's bad, there must be good. You mean if the mind equates that? No, you, 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 one goes with the other. It's like attachment and aversion. It's just the other side of the coin. Just one coin. Attachment is holding on to, I say, something this way. Aversion is holding it that way. Good is part parts of the uh, dream illusion I like. Bad is the part of the dream illusion I don't like. But they're both one and the same thing. They both have to... You can't have good without bad. All words are necessarily relative. One relates to the other. If everything was all good all the time, there'd be no such thing as goodness. You couldn't understand it. You have to have badness to know what goodness is. You've got to have a... You've got to have a bad stake in order to appreciate a good stake. If you're born into good stakes and had good stakes all your life, you wouldn't know what a good stake is. There wouldn't be any such a thing as a good stake. You've got to have bad stakes to know what a good stake is. But you see what goodness is now, don't you, Harry? Yes. All right, now, what is this part of you that is this ultimate state? If you're always that, you're that right now, right? By what part of you is uh, unlimited? My being. My right, that's it. Hold it. That's it. My being. Your beingness is the unlimited part of you. Now, the limited part is trying to be something. All form is necessarily limited. Trying to be a form, a body, causes us to be limited bodies. So if you're choosing to be, don't choose to be a body. Choose to be all bodies. Then choose to be every atom. And then you're a hairline away from seeing that your real state is only beingness. I know it's, you know, I know yeah. the realization, let's say. Yeah, uh, but why don't, why doesn't everybody become unlimited? For the mere thinking, you can have anything. You see, that, that seems very contradictory when you say that. Why? You're saying being desireless and so on, and then you turn around and say, if you are desireless, you can have everything. It seems like you're baiting us to, to get out there to have everything, and really, right. you want us to have nothing. No, I want you to have the all. I, no, I want you to be the all. This, this thing is, it no, evaporates. You, it's like a mirage. No, you're evaporating. You, you think you're going to have everything, but when you, when you achieve this state, you have everything and, and you don't want anything. You know, I mean... These are your words, not mine. I'm, I'm not working for that anyway. You become the all. You become every atom as I said before. But it isn't... You, you can't... We're, we're, sitting, right here, now, we're right. sitting here taking worldly values, in other words, of having things, and, and or that is 
say, you know, just sitting here, we would we would do this, equating having everything, you know, with, you know, yeah, I'm talking about it. And so on. You've got uh, one body now. You can have an infinite number of bodies. I'm talking what you call a worldly sense. By becoming more and more and more, you become less and less limited. And then when you see that you are every atom in the universe, then it's just a tiny step to the ultimate. So I'm suggesting you take on more. Be a millionaire, be a billionaire, be a trillionaire, and go on and on and delimit yourself. Well, it's not what you have, it's your attachment or non-attachment to it that determines your happiness. People have things and because of attachment they're miserable. We were far happier in the 20s as a country than we are today. Even in the 30s we were happier. And you can check this out by the songs that we had in the 30s. So it's not whether you have or whether you don't have. It's your attachment or non-attachment to what you have or don't have that determines your happiness. But it's true, I'm trying to bait you into taking the all. To take it with ease, to take it without struggle, to take it by merely thinking of it. If you wonder why I don't do it, because of you people. It would be an affront to you if I lived that way in front of your eyes. I had it when I was living alone up in Sedona. I had it. And people started coming in. And I had to keep letting go of it, letting go of it, letting go of it until this past year I've let go of the major, major part of it. I'm just almost as human as anyone else now the way I live. Got involved in business, got involved in everything. So it's not to affront you people. If you saw me doing things instantaneously, you'd resent it. Well, you think you wouldn't, doesn't change it. I know you would. I've been through it. The only people who can accept these things are those who themselves do it. Those who don't do it resent the other one doing it. subconsciously if not consciously can I bait you anymore but this is true everything I say what do you say what do you want us to do go all the way in the world be a millionaire to full realization no that's the bait part that's the carrot part play the game <laughs> of getting things without money of having anything and everything you want. Take all you want. Take the best. And then move on. Relatively speaking, from Ohio, I, you know, things are, uh, you know, just about like you're saying. Yeah, you, you started, you started this process, Harry. I know you're living uh, far better with much more happiness than when I first met you. you. You've used it. But now I'm saying, go all the way. You'll still be here. You can still do the exact same things you're doing. 
the only difference will be you'll be totally free you'll have a joy and peace that's imperturbable you will have accomplished what you're trying to accomplish through what you're doing now and not accomplishing and the thing is called mainly happiness 